Welcome to the Dylan Joe Basement Podcast, guys. We're your hosts, Dylan. Hold on. I didn't know we were starting yet. I'm sorry. Oh, I love throwing the wild ball at you. It's so much more fun. <laughs> I was going to yeah. go grab a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the morning to you. Welcome to the Dylan Joe Basement Podcast. It's me, Joe, and our other host, Dylan. Welcome, one and all. This week, of course, we're talking about the greatest holiday of the year, St. Paddy's Day. Since this is our last podcast before St. Patrick's Day, we're talking about leprechauns, everyone's favorite fairy creatures, the mascot of St. Paddy's Day. And it's our 17th episode and St. Patty's Day is on the 17th this year. And we're probably going to have this for you before then. We couldn't have timed it better. This is our last episode right before St. Patrick's Day, our 17th episode celebrating March 17th of this year. And we thought we'd, uh, we had a couple of weeks in a row of some diving deep into, uh, you know, the, the muck and the mire of uh, conspiracies and weird theories and, you know, possibly true ideas about ancient times. We figured... It's St. Patty's Day. Let's take a look this week. Let's talk about leprechauns. So that's our subject this week. Leprechauns, the mystical fairy folk. We all know what they look like. They look something like this. Something like that. Pretty close. A little bit shorter Actually, than me. Pretty much exactly like that. <laughs> Unless you go back a couple hundred years and we'll find out what's up with that story. Oh, yes, we will. Right, won't we? <laughs> so we figured we would touch on it. We'll, we're going we're gonna to shoot the shit a little bit, probably more than usual, uh, just so we can... You know, keep rolling through. I don't have a million things to say about leprechauns, but it's definitely something that worth talking about because it is uh, a mythical beast, as it were, and it is an interesting idea and where the idea comes from and why it's so synonymous with not only um, all kinds of things about Ireland, but the St. Patrick's Day holiday in particular. Well, and and then uh, you know, who better to hear it from than two descendants of Irish immigrants? Ingr- immigrants. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know, Joe I- clearly is uh, not from. Um, you know, like uh, crazy places uh, who aren't full of Irish people. Yeah. I'm from the part Mongolia. of America uh, that I don't has... want to say crazy, but you just don't look like you're Mongolian. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't look like a Mongolian yet. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm, part of, I'm from the part of America that has currently right now more uh, Irish people than there are in Ireland just because of the way the population works out, strangely enough. That's crazy. I, I mean, it makes. I've never given thought to that, just like I've never given thought yeah. too much to leprechauns. And that's strange. There's uh, more Irish people in America than in Ireland now, if you look at their descendants. Yeah, makes perfect sense. And um, Boston specifically, our sports teams have the, you know, shamrock on them. Yeah, the Celtics. Um, and this just happens to be a home of a lot of Irish people going sure. way back. So, Joe, uh, Joe, you're at least 50%, right? Well, as far as I know, all my great-grandparents came from Ireland. But Every I'd single one of them? If you, yeah, but I imagine if you go further back... <laughs> Yeah, but I imagine if you go further back, they probably came from, you know, whatever, uh, 
France or another or whatever else. I, I don't know how to go further back than that. I'm sure if I did the ancestry.com thing, it wouldn't be 100% Irish because, you know, genetics don't really work that way. They don't just go from where your grandparents are born and that's you. Um, but I'd imagine that a lot of it would be that just because of the great grandparents. Or And you look the part. So, you know, I, I do look the part. Yeah, it's um, I, I don't know how usual people usually go through life, but I'm someone who when I meet them, they immediately guess I'm Irish and I, <laughs> I, I feign a, offense to it. And I go, how dare you guess it? And then they go, you're not Irish. And they go, no, 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 I, I am. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're right. Um, don't speak too soon about the ancestry report, by the way. I think mm-hmm. that you're. Oh yeah. From hearing that, what, what Pat's. Report oh my was. God. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, believe it or not, someone, <laughs> my brother-in-law <laughs> shout out to Patrick Maloney, Pat Maloney, um, and their daughter, Fiona Maloney, uh, and my sister, Grace. Um, mm-hmm. who's, so, um, I did ancestry report and, you know, I came back mostly European, you know, I've got mm-hmm. some other interesting things in there. And Patrick thought it, he's like, I, he wanted to find something else in there. You know, he knew, he knew, you know, his parents are Irish and there's no, sure. he's like, there's gotta be, there's, there's yeah, gotta you don't know how far back it goes. Who knows? Yeah, there's gotta be something in there. And, um, his came back to 99.9% Irish. <laughs> I mean, that's gotta be as much as there's Irish people or people of Irish descendants in America, that's gotta be as close as you can get to hundred percent and still be you know, third generation American. That is pretty fucking Irish, if I ever Absolutely. Because that means both those parents are 100% Irish. There's no right. other version of that happening. That's just very, that's wild. Yeah, you know? I didn't even think that was possible because like I had, I had a certain percentage of unknown at a certain percentage of like um, mm-hmm. other things in there too. Like I was like, you know. Otherworldly. Let's be real. There's going to be something in there for everybody, you know. Not him. <laughs> Definitely. Not him. <laughs> Straight down the pike. Oh, yeah. I don't think I don't think I'm that degree of Irish, but I also I'm not going to take one of those ancestry.com things. I, I don't like them having my DNA. I know. It's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tinfoil sure. Hattie of me, but I, I don't I don't care enough to know uh, that degree to have them save my DNA in a database, which they're not, you know, inclined to do. It, it kind of stinks of me to like the um, how Facebook is like, oh, yeah, you know, it's free. We, you know, we, we just we just um, sell to advertisers and they can advertise. But the real money is in selling your data. That's what I think Ancestry.com is going to be in 10 years. They're going to say, oh, you have to pay us, you know, 60 bucks and we'll we'll do your DNA processing, which is a very expensive process to do. So the margins must be pretty thin on that, even with the shipping and handling. Then you get, uh, but also um, we uh, get to keep a record of every single genetic uh, genome that we have in the URL database. We never have to delete it. So I feel like that might be the the end goal of that company is to make a lot more money having a bank of the genome of millions of people maybe not that could, right. that could be a little wild and tinfoil hatty but I, I feel like that's a lot better at gaining money than i mean even in, before 10 years ago you couldn't actually accomplish that financially you'd have to do it only you know law enforcement would do it because it's so expensive to sequence someone's genome and then look at i know they don't do a full sequencing the way that you do for like a dna sample but they do it to the degree that you can find out your ancestry and that is some fucking deep shit and it doesn't cost 20 bucks, I'll tell you that. Cost me more than that. I mean, I got it on sale for $99. Mm. So, you know, that, that, make, that makes sense. That would be out the ass but it. even then, that, that's, that's cheap. That's cheap for figuring out uh, 
your DNA. They, they still got to pay the techs. They got to pay for all the fucking supplies. They got to ship it out. They got to do the whole website. I feel like it probably should cost like $500 to find that out, but you can find it out for $100 and then all you have to do is give up your DNA. Yeah, yeah you used to have to be wanted for murder for this to happen and now you just pay $100. Now anyone can find I mean, That's how they caught the Golden State Killer was from um, his niece i believe uh did ancestry.com and they figured out her dna was so similar that i mean that's some wild shit that is some wild shit it's pretty crazy in dublin's fair city where girls are so pretty i once met a girl named sweet molly malone she rolled her wheelbarrow through streets broad and narrow crying cockles and muscles alive alive oh alive alive oh alive alive oh so that's what you learned about DNA on the DNA process, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about leprechauns today, the fairy folk. Sorry, guys, we went off the rails on that one, but it's uh... <laughs> it's interesting. It's so, yeah, what, did, uh, what did you do today to prepare to talk to learn and talk about leprechauns? Yeah, so I thought we, we'd go into a little bit of like, uh, what are leprechauns? Where did they come from? And we have this idea in our head that they, they look like I do right now with a full garb and everything. But why do we think that? And what are they really about? I mean, we usually deep dive a little deeper in than just the cursory knowledge. And I thought we'd go into it. Do you want me to start rattling off what I think leprechauns are? Let's fucking do it, man. Let's make it sure. happen. Yeah. So like I said, leprechauns are, are fairies. And in Irish mythology, it's a uh, druidism and fairies are a huge part of it. I mean, everyone was, was believing in the old Irish religions, um, they call it paganism or Celtic paganism now, but you would think of it more as a druidism. It's before Christianity reached the Irish Isles. And it's a lot of magical, mystical thinking. So fairies are real. Uh, spirits are real. The spirits of the forest are real as well. And they believe that fairies interacted with humans. Sometimes they help them. Sometimes they hurt them. And a particular kind of fairy we're talking about here today is the leprechaun, which is considered a fairy because not all fairies have wings like Tinkerbell in Irish mythology. Some of them are just like, you know, people who live in the woods and leprechauns are one of those. They're usually depicted as tiny old men rather than uh, women. They're almost always male leprechauns i couldn't yeah, find i've never leprechauns. i've never seen a girl leprechaun yeah i wouldn't want to you know what i mean <laughs> everyone <laughs> needs someone to love man they're gonna be out there yeah but a huge part of leprechauns is that they're, they're hermits and they're kind of a grouchy old crotchety men i mean they don't have wives they don't they don't have a lot of friends they just kind of live in the woods by themselves and that's kind of their deal like any old irish man should be angry and live alone and they hate the world <laughs> It's a very Irish thing, leprechauns. It is, it's a very Irish thing to do. It is, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> it makes sense. I, I, I feel that surfacing all the time from, from my long mm -hmm. ways away ancestors. For sure, yeah. It always bubbles up in me. I've been a leprechaun for about a year now since COVID hit. I've been a crotchety old hermit by myself mad at the world you know getting angry at shit i i'm i'm lonely i miss everybody but whenever i go out in public I, I can't wait for them to stop talking to me i'm like i don't i don't want to fucking talk to you i don't know special you. tunnel to get to your house <laughs> really keep people away i can't let anyone know where my pot of gold is i was gonna say oh, hiding all this myself. gold <laughs> yeah oh my gold yeah <laughs> gold. <laughs> no one's so, really seen joe go to work in a while maybe you are fucking <laughs> Falling gold out of your sleeves. Oh, I wish. 
Could be. Yeah, no. Last time I was at work, I felt like a leprechaun for sure. Every time someone went and talked to me, I was like, "Stop it! I don't know you. Get away from me." Yeah, no, I, I no longer, I no longer communicate with people. Just completely. Feels <laughs> good. Yeah. So, so leprechaun, uh, it comes from old Middle English in Ireland. So I, Irish itself, we call it Gaelic. It, it's, it's its own language, so it's got a lot of uh, different sounds of English, but a lot of um, when uh, English settlers start coming over, you start getting that, we would call it Spanglish in America, you like that mixing of languages. And um, not just a movie from uh, Adam Sandler. Yeah, it is Adam Sandler. But they named the movie after an actual concept, the, 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 the mixing of the two languages. Mm, you know? Okay. All right. And uh, yeah, Irish is a lot like that. I mean, there's still people who speak Irish or Gaelic fluently. They even have it on the street signs in Ireland. They'll have it in English and then in Gaelic underneath which kind of reminds me of Canada, uh, Montreal in particular, they still will have French up there because they want to keep the language alive. And it's still a, uh, a live language. A lot of people still speak it, but most people don't speak it as their primary language. It's usually like a secondary language that you can speak as well. Kind of like if you are in America, you can speak Portuguese and English. In your daily life, you usually speaking English, but maybe to your grandparents, your family, you can speak Portuguese, you can read Portuguese. That's what Gaelic is in Ireland now. People Does it have the same it. letters? Yeah, it, I mean, a lot of letters have accents on them, kind of like in Russian where you, you, you change them up a bit. But mm -hmm. yeah, all the letters are the same in Gaelic as in English. I don't know if the original written language would have the same letters because I think that the English spelling is kind of like when you spell konnichiwa in English. You can spell right, it with right. letters, but it's not really spelled that way. It's spelled with um, uh, Japanese characters. Mm -hmm. I'd imagine the original Gaelic was probably spelled with different symbols, but you can spell the whole language in English letters and you can put them up on street signs or whatever. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm wondering too, cause um, do you know the origins of your last name? Like where Collins comes from? Yeah. It comes from uh, O'Colian, which is a spelled O uh, apostrophe C O L E A N. And if I remember my, my eighth grade project, right. It, it means, it means like yeah. the dog or something like some weird like that. I don't, I don't, I don't remember cool. exactly what it means, but it, basically every single Irish name comes with an O apostrophe. Cause it means of the, the equivalent would be of like, the uh, dog. you know, Joseph's son would be like, I'm the son of Joseph. It's, it's of the something. So even people who are in Ireland now that have names without the O in there, there probably was an O at some time in the past and they kind of dropped it over time. And a lot of times it would happen when you go to Ellis Island or in America, you change it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm all cool. And it's like, all right, Colin's got it moving on. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, we're gonna make you sound like, uh, yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah. That's of the dog. Maybe you guys were sheepdog people. Maybe Irish that's wolf. Fucking cool, man. I was just hanging out with some goats uh, a couple of days ago and I'm really, really into them. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, and sheep is a huge part of Ireland. I mean, if you look behind me, those all those rolling hills and stuff are usually just uh, for herding sheep. And oh, they really? have cows yeah. too, but a big part I, of the uh, economy used to be sheep wool. Yeah, I mean, even this Donegal tweed woven in Ireland hat yeah. was woven from pure new wool in the county Donegal, Ireland. I've read this before. Donegal. Exactly right. Picture those, those itchy Irish sweaters and those beautiful hats just all made of sheep's wool. This is it. This is the. This is every single itchy hat and sweater in one hat. Absolutely. I mean, that's the just colors. the most Irish Imagine thing. This blazer, this blazer, this blazer, this blazer, right this blazer, this blazer, this blazer, and this blazer. All different people. One hat. It keeps you warm. It does its job. Super uncomfortable. <laughs> well, the inside's like sort of like a silk thing. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's not bad. Nice. It's pretty good. So, uh, 
It's the story. So, so speaking of the, oh, I was gonna, the, before you move on, I was going to say my last name because I'm just excited to tell everyone. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Um, not totally sure English or Irish, um, just because that, that group of people on my side are kind of intertwined. The Browns and the Reeds and the Duffies and the, all that stuff. Um, well, Duffy, you don't have to look very far to find out that's Irish. I don't have to find out very far for that. So that's my great-grandmother's a Duffy. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Reed, just like Brown, are both. Is this right, Joe? I feel like this is something you would know. Do you know where I'm going with this? I don't. I'll, I will follow you though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Reed is was uh, meant two different, either two different things, of red hair. So like a red-haired person. We got the a lot of the Reeds were the red-haired people. Red-haired. Uh, at Brown, my other like my mom's main name. Mm-hmm. Um, means like criminals they would give them colors oh I see. yeah so i'm not sure if i'm a criminal or a red-haired person could be both why not a criminal red hair yeah could be <laughs> that's interesting yeah i didn't know that yeah uh, I definitely I, I definitely would rather be a criminal than of the sheepdogs <laughs> if that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> some people are like men of the hills their last names like yeah, college the hills have eyes like a breeder of dogs or whatever the hell you who knows what that possibly meant but mine just oh yeah you were in jail that's your name (laughs) (laughs) you're prisoner one two six seven yeah Yeah, Yeah, it's been in jail for a long time that's not easy (laughs) go to america have fun so speaking of uh gaelic it seems that that's what the word leprechaun came from is that is that mixing between english language and the old irish language yeah i consistently have that too yeah, so it, it comes from the, the word, uh, I'm not pronouncing this correctly, but Lucorpan. Uh, so it comes from the the, the um, beginning part, Lu, which means little, like little Lu, and corp meaning body, like a corporeal form, a, a corpse, corp, comes from that Latin for body. So Lupercon meaning a little body person, you know, that makes a lot of sense, the little tiny people. Um, but what do they really do? I mean, we know that that they're little and that they're from Ireland, but there's a lot of things about leprechauns that are, are more of a modern idea, a lot of ancient ideas, not exactly ancient, but uh, older ideas. Um, one of them is that they're skilled cobblers. They're little tiny men that live in, in the wood and, and they're skilled cobblers, which I didn't realize is part of their, uh, their traits. They're very good at making and maintaining shoes. And I learned that one of the reasons for that is because they love to dance so much and they love to dance all night that they have to keep repairing their shoes because they're ruining their shoes by dancing so much. Just so my first jig. question, yeah, dancing. My first question on that was, because I got a lot of stuff going on with, with leprechauns and what's up with their story and their, yeah, it's very common that they, they're into shoes, they're cobblers and yeah. one of the ways you can catch them is listen for them to make making shoes so you can sneak up on them. Sure. And I was like, who are they making all these shoes away. for? You know, like, what's if I found if I went to Ireland today, heard a leprechaun making shoes, mm-hmm. who are the shoes for? Did this ever come across your mind? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that they could be making it for anybody, but from the, that little tale I heard, it's, it's they're, they're making shoes for themselves. They're, they're dancing the night away and doing a jig so much they have to repair their own shoes. Like all the time, like they're just crushing through shoes. Yeah, I mean, it didn't seem like that would be necessary to be cobbling every day for that. I guess you could sell shoes to other fairies. I'm not sure. Well, 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 that's what I thought. That's what I heard too. Is that since they are in the fairy category, Mm -hmm. um, there's other fairies that need shoes too. 
That so makes sense. where are they getting their shoes? We have the answer. The fairy cobbler is the leprechaun. They're not just making shoes for themselves. So I thought that was very important. So I'm like, wow, yeah, how come yeah. I haven't had to see, like I've got a Donegal tweed hat on, but, and I know that the leprechauns didn't make this hat, but how come I can't find leprechaun shoes? It's because they're right. made just for fairies. Not for people, just for fairies. Not for people. Yep. Oh, yeah. So I, w- I would pay a premium for shoes made by a leprechaun instead of a regular cobbler. I think you would too. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, a, a well-made pair of shoes is such, nothing better. Buy a leprechaun. From the absolute shoe master. I mean, imagine an elf that actually has like a really specialized trade, not just making things. <laughs> yeah. One thing, you know, it's going to be good. High quality. Yeah, exactly. Right. But from what I know about leprechauns, I don't think I'd want to buy anything from them because they are tricksters and they are cunning little clever little guys. Yeah, I don't know if I trust their shoes, especially when they're making from fairies. I wouldn't uh, want to wear the shoes they made from me. But yeah, like we said, they're 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 solitary creatures, and uh, one of the biggest aspects of a leprechaun, of course, we haven't mentioned yet, got that pot of gold. That's the that's the treasure that they have. They have that pot of gold that if you could just get it, you could be a wealthy wealthy man. Um, but easier said than done since they are the tricksters by nature, much on the same degree of all other kind of uh, mythologies from across the world. They always have that trickster, whether it's Loki in uh, Norse mythology, there's Pan in Greek mythology. And, you know, there's all kinds of tricksters in Japan, Chinese mythology. It's that little trickster idea. That there's, there's these spirits that they're not necessarily out for evil to cause suffering, but they're not out for good either. They're not trying to help you all the time. They just mm-hmm. are out for their own and, if you come across a leprechaun, you better be careful because they can trick you, and they will. Yep. Yeah, one of those things where if you think about walking to a grandma's house through the, you know, through the forest, what over type the river of and through the woods. Yeah, over the river and through the woods. Exactly. These are the type of things you come across. You come across a trickster. You come across someone who's trying to help you. you come across someone. Come across someone who's trying to hurt you. Perhaps a big bad wolf who wants to. Perhaps eat you. a big bad wolf. She was a fishmonger, but a wish did no longer. She worked like her mother and father before. She'd roll that wheelbarrow through streets broad and narrow, crying cockles and mussels alive, alive. Voice around, lads. Alive, alive, oh, alive, alive, oh, crying cockles and mussels alive, alive, oh. I found a couple of cool stories. And. The first time, so the first—I don't have much details on the story, but the first, the first time leprechauns were ever mentioned in text was in 1604. Did you come across this crazy story? Yeah, I had this on here. It comes from the 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 comedy no, I can't hear anything. called um, "The Honest Whore." Okay, the honest whore. I got the new whore. Oh, the new whore. Oh, we got two. Maybe it must be the same book, though. Sixteen oh four. I have the same. I can't book. imagine they would. It, yeah, there's. Yeah, yeah. Sixteen oh four was the new whore. Sixteen oh five was the. <laughs> no, Let's get this straight. But yeah, I, I would have thought that <laughs> leprechauns went back further than that. I was surprised to find that they're relatively modern. I mean, fairies go back thousands of years. People learning about. I mean, at the time right. when leprechauns are being written about. I mean, the, the tales could go back further than that before the text ever was written down. But I mean, mm-hmm. Ireland was full on uh, Christian at that point and uh, under the thumb of the uh, 
British. It was way, way after all of the druidism and fairies and all that. It's interesting that leprechauns yeah. came around so late in the game. I wouldn't have thought they would be as old as fairies. I uh, I hear in that, but maybe do you think it was because there's just it was a fable and these are things that were just passed down verbally and there was less written note of it, especially because the church is involved at one yeah, point. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, it probably wasn't written down for later than that. I don't think it was passed on for sixteen hundred years and then written down for the first time. But I definitely think that it was True. probably passed around as an idea well before it was ever written. Yeah, definitely. And that, that comes down to the Tohei Dun, Dunin. Tohei Dunin, it's spelled way differently. And that means uh, tribe of the gods, and it's a pagan type of thing. So they, this is also another origin story before we get into more modern day ones like 1604, mm -hmm. for example. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, there was a race of gods who landed on the shore, shrouded in a mist. They made Ireland their home. And with that, there was someone named like, it sounds like Luke, but it's spelled very differently. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he was a high king, and he was also a trickster. So that's where the story comes about. I see. And this isn't the horror story, but it's like a parallel story. But this goes back a lot, a lot early. It's a story about something that happened a lot earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Luke was a high king and a trickster, and um, he was doing his thing. I think he was well-respected. The people liked him. He built a nice community with Ireland. It's not like they were from Ireland. They came to Ireland and kind of like, not invaded, but made it their home with whoever else lived there. Yeah. And then the Milesians attacked, and I have no idea who Milesians are. Do you know who they are? I don't know. I'm not familiar with this word. I don't, I don't know either, but anyways... The Milesians attacked. The war. This war lasted for years, and and then basically the Milesians won, and they mm. banished the Tohei Danin to the Shea Mountains. So you kind of might see where this is going. Yeah. So again, this precedes anything we're going to talk about next. But so now, now all of a sudden, you've got you've got a guy who's a trickster, and him and his people are being banished to the mountains. So it's all starting to come together a little bit, I think. So that's when they uh, came out people, went in their caves, changed size a little bit, and the little people of Ireland were born. So there's little people who were tricksters and not very nice, who lived in caves and hated people because they lost the war. Oh, then you get those, um, those hermits that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, we got them. And then, and then I think the whore, the whore happened, um, would be the next story that I have. Mm -hmm. Do you have, do you have any good information about the, about the old whore, the new whore? The, the real whore? whore is what I have here. The uh, honest whore. Yeah. Do you, do you mind sharing what you have about the honest whore? Did, didn't look into it whatsoever. Not at all. I was like, yep. okay, got it. That's, okay. Where it's, that's where it's located. I mean, the, the, the thrust of my uh, research about leprechauns is mostly about finding out that that is the oldest version of it. And I'm mm -hmm. sure we're going to get into it after we, we re-roll on through the past of it. But I really didn't look at things any later than what you just said right now is that leprechauns are a new creation. They very well might mm -hmm. be part of folklore for years and years, but I mean, they're mm -hmm. mostly a very new thing. The ideas of fairies mm -hmm. and spirits in the forest are thousands of years old and leprechauns just aren't. They're mo they're modern thing yeah. relatively, so no, I don't have anything yeah, it, on it, the honest tour. That was the, that was the oldest thing I, I found about them. Yeah, so I've got <clears throat> I've got one more too. Did you ever did you learn about the uh, Ferguson, the son of Letty, Fergus MacLetty? 
No. Oh, this is a good one. You're going to like this. Yeah. So while we're here. So this is real good. So this actually was about, or wow, I'm I'm predating myself. So they said the 8th century. So that's what, the 700s? Yep. All right. I should have said this first, but I thought the other one was older because it just sounds older. Well, it wouldn't um, be the Dylan Joe Basement podcast if you didn't flip your dates in the middle of you telling a story. So um, that's true. We're going to we're, we're guys. We're working on that. <laughs> it's not a problem. I'm working on that. Well, I, we always put the numbers. It made up sense. So but anyways, we can keep track of it. So this is the eighth century. All right. Let's say eighth century Ireland. It was called Fergus Mac Letty, which is uh, the I wrote the adventures of Fergus, son of Letty. Mm-hmm. Oh, about, Ferguson. That's where that comes pretty from. Pretty much what we're talking about here. Ferguson? You think so? Well, not, not the name from Ferguson? the story, but the name Ferguson obviously comes from the son of Fergus. Fergus' son. Ferguson. Wow. Yeah, my brain my brain does not put things together. Like <laughs> I didn't that. think I was like going to go out of left field of there. Letty. Yeah, like Johnson. <laughs> no, I'm in. I'm in left field. Yeah, <laughs> son of John. Ferguson. Sue shit me. Wait, wait, wait. Jared Ferguson. Like this son isn't. I'm not trying to be. I'm not. I'm yeah. not trying to be funny at all. But Johnson, never Johnson. in a million years would I have thought that was son of John. Holy shit! Never. I just thought that was taken for Doesn't, granted that everyone like, knew that. So that when I said that, I didn't think I was being wild. Yeah, no. The, all those last names come from son of John, son of Fergus, Ferguson, Johnson. Nope. Nope. Never would have thought that, but it may now my life has been changed drastically. Never <laughs> can I see that. Well, yeah, it's that O that they dropped from Ireland. They still add the sun in. O Fergus, Ferguson. Yeah, I, what makes sense to me is if your last name is Baker, and um, you were a baker. that means that you're probably a baker. You're, you're or a, a your ancestors were, yeah. yeah. But you're a baker, <laughs> the candlestick maker. Miller. Yes, exactly. Miller. Yep. You brew beer. Smith. Get it. You were a blacksmith, a smithy. You, yep. you made metals, yeah. smith. Makes sense to me. Hunter. Sorry, so we've got, we've got. <laughs> we can do this all day. <laughs> I need. Well, I got. I got. I got time. Hunter. Um, long. Uh, what would that be? It means you're just long. You're just long. That could be. You're a long person. Just, just like small. You're small. Person. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um uh uh i can't think of any other profession know. ones can't think of anything good um uh green brown black mm, those yep those colors. are good i get it yep i totally get it man i wish i had some good ones like uh that's all i got can't think of any other last names in the whole world right now. I literally can't do it. <laughs> All the ones I can think of, they don't have the son or the or the uh, the profession. But yeah. But anyways, well, Fergus. Yeah. Fergus so son. anyway, Fergus. so yeah, Fergus, son of Letty, Fergus mm-hmm. Mac Letty, um, was written in the seven hundreds, and uh, and this is a story about a, about King Fergus, who. Uh, He's from Ireland, and he uh, was a warrior king, warrior king, mm-hmm. won some wars, and then uh, and then he just called it a day. He said, "All right, cut off all these heads of people, went out and did my thing, and now I want to chill. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to relax." So, um, so 
take a load off, just chill, go to the beach. That's what he said to himself. Yeah, those nice Irish go to the beach that they're always talking about. <laughs> Glorious. <laughs> exactly. A take nice, off your sunny, sandals and freeze warm. your ass off at an Irish beach. <laughs> yeah. I yep. can't think of a worse place to go you know for, uh, beaching than Ireland, really. I guess people were different back then and nothing like it nothing like a fucking pale red-headed white paper mm-hmm. white irish guy mm-hmm. chilling on an irish beach love it the dream love they it. say you know yeah, yeah. especially if dream. you're a king this is where you're gonna go oh, yeah, yeah you can see the beach right behind you there right joe uh you have to <laughs> where's look the beyond, beach beyond the mountains there but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i almost put up so, the cliffs of so Moore, he's back there but i wanted to put the countryside it looked more it's leprechaun. a good one but the cliffs of Moore, yeah, there's no beach was, there, just a multi-hundred-foot drop right into the, the sea. Yeah, the beach. <laughs> <laughs> that so, is a beach. Is that the beach? Is that the beach we're talking about? Here? Where the ocean meets the land. Relaxing. Don't get too close to the edge. Beach. Yeah, one of those ones. Yeah, so one of those, on the grass. Uh, enter at your own risk. Grassy beach. beach. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no nude beaches. So there. you'd be surprised to know. It's more of a mainland Europe idea. Um, so, uh, Fergus, so Fergus Mac Letty, he's adventure of Fergus, son of Letty. It's the 700s. He's on the beautiful Irish beaches. He's a fucking hero. He just came back from war, killed all these people. Mm-hmm. He wants to chill. So he takes his slave girl to the beach. What a great day. You know? Uh, um, nice day. Get some lemonade. You know, get an umbrella and you and your slave girl have yep. a nice night out on the out on the beach. Sounds great. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Great day, right? Yeah. Classic times of the seven hundred. So, mm-hmm. um, so he uh, he's he's hanging on the beach, just enjoying the nice weather, and uh, you see behind you, and he wakes up because he's being dragged into the ocean by three magic dwarfs. Oh no! These are small, dwar- small redheaded dwarfs that are dragging him by the feet into the ocean. So he, uh, not sure if he's wasted on uh, Guinness or what his fucking deal is, but he, uh, how it takes you to get to the water to before you realize you're getting dragged in the ocean hasn't happened to me before. So mm. he, um, he wakes up and uh, he catches all three of them real quickly, which is the whole thing with these guys is that's very hard to do. Now I'm going to get them in the middle of a task. Yes. Yep. They got to be in the middle of a task that they're good at. That's kind of their thing. So he um, he gets them all, and then he asks for a wish. And his wish was to breathe underwater. Not sure why that's the case. But he wanted to breathe underwater. And um, they said, sure, that's fine. We'll, give you the, we'll grant you this wish. You can breathe underwater. Um, you just can't go to this certain bay. I forget the name of the bay, but you can't go to the bay. And he says, all right, deal. So after they make the deal, the leprechaun starts sucking on his tits. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm not kidding. Just start. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, this, is, this, this isn't funny. No, this I, is I, mean, I, did, I did hear stories leprechaun... of leprechauns that they can breathe underwater, uh, which I'd never heard about leprechauns before, but that seems to be coming from this tale, maybe, that leprechauns can you know, live underwater as well as they can above land. Yeah, yeah. I, I never heard leprechauns could breathe underwater um, until I did the research. I never heard podcast. that. And I was like, yeah. I mean, I saw paintings people did of leprechauns 
underwater. They didn't look like with the buckles and the green coat and everything like that. They looked like a, like an Irish warrior with a large beard. And it was next down next to a fish. They were the same size as the fish. They were just underwater hanging out. Maybe this comes from this tale of uh, Fergus. That's so weird. Yeah, no, I never heard of that one. Did you ever hear of them sucking on men's nipples? That I certainly haven't heard. <laughs> That's new to me. So, um, so um, same. Um, weirdly enough, I never heard of, of them uh, swimming underwater, but I have, uh, as of now, heard of them sucking on, on men's nipples. And yeah. and they already, the thing is, they, in, in the story, they already made a deal. He said, I want to breathe underwater. And, and then the, the leprechaun said, all right, that's cool. I'll grant you that wish. You just can't go to this bay, like another beach type of area, like a, mm. like a harbor. Off Don't limits. go to that. Yeah. And he said, okay, sounds good. And then the, then the leprechaun just latches on and he's kind of confused. And, um, I'm confused. and he asked the leprechaun, hey, hey, why are you sucking on my tits? And the leprechaun said, oh, this is how my people ask for pity. And that's why that happened. So anyways, so So they weren't actually trying to get any sustenance from him. They just were trying to prostrate themselves before him. And that's for pity. Yep. This is, this is just something we do. So that's why I'm doing it. So, um, so what is, what does the guy do after that? He waits a little bit, goes to the the bay. It wouldn't be complete if he doesn't go to the bay. He's not supposed to go to (laughs) right as soon as you hear you're not supposed to go there you go this guy's gonna go there pretty soon for sure yeah yep yep goes the bay first thing he does gets just leaves his chick on the beach goes to the bay finds i thought you said i should go to the bay because i did it immediately and the girl's still on the yeah literally the first thing i did is take you off my tits and i went to the bay so goes to the bay and what does he find he finds a sea monster so that's probably why he wasn't supposed to go to the bay they're so being the there. great the great warrior son of Fergus, um, what does he and do? He can breathe he underwater now, so that should make that fight a lot easier than it would be normally. Crazy, yep. So normally he it'd be nearly sees impossible. It. Yeah, you got to think. I mean, man. fighting a dragon's hard think. enough, and you can just breathe air the whole time. But fighting a sea monster, you can't breathe water. You're fucked. But he can't. Yeah, breathe don't. Water. Uh, well, like, don't go fight a. I was going to say a, a shark in the water. Don't go fight a sea monster in its own fucking habitat. No, you're not no, from that habitat. There. It's not going to be good for you. You want home field No, you can breathe in the water and he's monster. got weapons. Yeah, you do. He's got uh, weapons and and he's uh, they've got home field advantage, but how he can swim underwater and has technology. So it's not bad. So mm-hmm. um, it looks like the Loch Ness Monster, which is tying us back into oh, episode 14. Shit. No kidding. Um, yeah, the pictures I saw look a lot like that. So he found uh, what looks to be one of those, uh, as mentioned, there were many different stories of separate accounts throughout history of different Loch Ness type monsters that are found across Scotland, which is close enough, There'd be monsters. Um, that aren't just in the Loch Ness and other lochs. So mm. we got a similar not, crossover not here, Ness, similar no. times and dates. Yeah. No, similar times Closest and dates. Island. Another one. Yeah, so we got uh, another situation where the Loch Ness Monster type of thing is coming back into play. Wow. And um, what does he do? He uh, uh, he killed the monster, um, as expected. Pool, bloody water, mess, long fight, big battle, killed the monster, took the head back to his, his hometown, and then died. 
And that's the story. Wow. He only had to use his underwater breathing ability for one fight, but what a glorious fight it was. And he won. Yeah. And he won. And that's, uh, and that's another story about, um, about leprechauns. That seems to be the oldest one I've heard then in that case. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely three dwarfs in the water that grant you a wish. I mean, that's leprechaun if I ever heard one. And like you said, it's well before it's written down, but the tale is being told. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah. To, exactly. To, to, so to where's that, where's that leave us? To piggyback on that, yeah, I think that it's uh, the other interesting thing we, that we both found out, I think, like like I said uh, before, and I'll say it a million times in the podcast, me and Dylan know the topic, but we don't confer with each other before the episode because we want to, you know, surprise each other and bounce off each other. So we don't really know what we looked up. Yeah. We just kind of find out during the podcast. Mm-hmm. That's why it's kind of funny when we guess shit that we each other says. But um, the oldest descriptions of a leprechaun actually doesn't look anything like me right now, right? That I had no idea about this. The old right. descriptions has them yeah. all clad in red with a red jacket with seven buttons mm-hmm. and usually wearing a three-cornered hat, mm-hmm. not a top hat with a buckle on it, which everyone pictures now. I, I'm thinking cobbler. I'm thinking the shoes with the buckles, the hat with the buckles, and all dressed in green, you know, Irish green. But the oldest stories, leprechauns, no green there at all and not even a hat. The three-cornered hat in red, it looks like a British soldier or something. Very strange. I didn't know that. Yeah, and it was and and I I learned that too. I never would have known. And now for for our next uh, St. Patrick's Day party next year, I might just be wearing red. I already have some red stuff. Um, <laughs> you're, you're you know really but, the, uh, you're like a true fan, deep cut. You're like yeah yeah, I know about real leprechauns. Yeah, like only only the people who know know, and then we can give each other a nice head nod, <laughs> cheers yeah, up yeah. the beers, and be like yeah, we know what's up. Why you wearing red? You go okay. I, this guy knows. Yeah. I see you don't know. Did you watch the Dylan Joe Basin podcast episode 17? Yeah, obviously not. Because that's why we're yourself. here. That's right. Yep. Educate Let you guys yourself. know what's up. And specifically, <laughs> yeah. you can choose one of four different types of leprechauns that mm-hmm. you think you are because the story differed depending on where in Ireland you were. Did you see that? No. Please fill me in. Yeah. So depending on who you talk to, but according to William Butler Heats, he said they were red and red specifically means a solitary person. Whereas green, oh, no, that tracks for leprechaun. someone who likes, who likes groups of people. Green in Ireland is groups. Red is a solo mm. straight shooter. So if you uh, were writing a book about leprechauns, so, I would dress them in red in that case, you know, it makes more sense. Yep. yep. Exactly. Um, but doesn't fit the, uh, we'll get into it later, but uh, yeah, what's what's evolved of leprechauns so he uh this this guy um another guy so his name was david russell <laughs> you didn't see this no no Tell me i don't know where i i don't know what's up with this but his name is <laughs> sorry his, his name can you hear any noise behind me so um Russell. This is why it's so funny. So there's one guy named David. This guy describes four variations of leprechauns. All his right. name is David. Like this categorizing Russ. the mythology. Yeah, his name is four variations of leprechaun. His name is David Russell McAnally. M C Anal L Y. 
Oh, I'm, it's I'm not glad, McNally. Now, now it's, I finally, now I finally know what you're laughing about the whole time. Well, yeah, you pronounce it McAnally, right? You wouldn't pronounce it McAnally. That's the funny way to do it. But if you read it, <laughs> sorry, I don't know. It's just if you read it as an Irish person, you there's you no call, Mac, you call it's them, just Mick. McAnally. I, I know, I know, but you still would pronounce it McAnally. But but we all know what it really says, which is McAnally. <laughs> how would you like your Happy Meal delivered? I'll tell you how, McAnally. <laughs> so, all right so mcanally dipper or we're gonna go we're gonna go no, no, no. Stay, stay, stay it's very it's much funnier i was saying <laughs> there are people in america with that exact same spelling right now and they, they always have to say no it's mcanally is it is it yeah like like uh like that that, that girl my name's not shithead it's shatid okay sure it is it's spelled shithead yeah. Mm, yes i see that yeah or uh oh what's another funny one i got too there's like uh uh there's, oh, a there's another name i can't they pronounce it in the to... french way and stuff oh and dude so stupid so funny i mean like when you anytime you have a customer database you come across hilarious stuff all the time mm. and it's so funny so Anyways, David Russell McAnally describes four variations of leprechauns depending on where you are, and they're a little bit different, but they do have things in common. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> There's the Logarie men, and they wear a red coat, white pants, and those are found in Northern Ireland. Okay, yeah. So it looks just like you, just red. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's the Lurig... Lurigadon, I'm just going Italian now. I don't even know. It's, it's, it, there's like a Lurigadon. It's not easy. All the, all the Irish words, they don't, you can't even yeah, pronounce them like hard? English. They're just, it's a, it's a weird. <clears throat> no, because you got to like talk like this. Like your paces have to be like all yeah, sorts of up yeah, and down. Yeah, the intonation is like and, um, part of it. Like, like, like McAnally or McAnally. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so, the same spelling, so, but you just pronounce it way different. <clears throat> So this guy, the number two, the Lyric Don, had a red jacket and looked very similar to the Logerman, but he had a jockey sword, whatever the jockey sword is, and that was really kind of a wand type of thing. Okay, like a, like um, a magical wand, <clears throat> like, like a fairy, more yeah. like, or a pixie. Yeah, exactly. And they get more fun as we go along. So those are the two, like, standard <laughs> edition. They keep getting more <laughs> fun as we go. Yeah. Yeah, according to McAnally, they just get better and better. So that's great. Um, like those he, are two he, like standard. The right order, then you don't want to start with the most fun and get more boring. You want to start with the you know the lower grammar or whatever. Yep. Whatever. Yep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So they. Um, so the next one is uh, they all are about the same, except this one's fat. He's a fat, red-faced, red coat, seven-button guy. Seven buttons, yeah, yeah. Seven buttons. So you said seven buttons, so we got that. Yeah. And then, last but not least, we have the Cluricon, which is like all the rest of them, except he's always got beer. Well, <laughs> I would hearken a guess that um, a combination of number four, and number three, sounds like the most Irish leprechaun way to me. I mean, he's got to be fat and have a red face, and he's got to always have beer on him. The other two seem. Uh, a little boring. I mean, the magic wand thing is a nice little touch, but I'd imagine that if I was going to find a leprechaun, I'd, I'd more likely find him with, with a beer in his hand than a, than a pixie wand. Who knows? Yeah, I would think so too. So what we've got here is they all wear these red coats. Mm -hmm. um, Not a green. They all look like, 
No, no, not every moment. They and um, the things that have in common is the red coat. They all make or men's shoes. Um, uh huh. That is the common thing. They the cobbler. Uh, the cobbler. Yeah, red coat, men's shoes. They all seem to be like hermits, solitary type of people. Um, and again, there's just so many different myths. It's pretty hard to to go about this. But I've got some other facts before we move on about them. Like <clears throat> one story is that one of them was a he was this guy is parents or something were trying to marry him off or whatever it was mm-hmm. and he was uh decided to exile himself and be a bachelor who doesn't want to conform to modern society that's a fun one um Another irish thing to do uh <laughs> exactly. um, uh they all seem to go back into a cave a rabbit hole hollowed out tree trunks have or some yeah, other yeah the crazy tree trunks entrance. and the rabbit hole um, they all seem to be the places where the leprechauns would live you know part of nature yeah and they do this yep yep exactly and they do that because they hate you um it's way harder to find them um and uh they will attack you right away or haunt you for a long time and torture you haunting um like specifically eventually at a point um if shit really gets fucked up and they don't just attack you right away they'll kidnap your baby and replace it with a changeling which is fucking terrifying Oh, that's freaky. I yeah. didn't know that part of them. So a changeling is a, a mythical monster that can transform its its appearance to match anything. So it could look like, you know, your baby or it could look like you or it could look like a wolf or something like that. It's it's, it's the idea of this mythical creature that can, uh, you know, change its appearance, but it's not really a, a human or an animal. It's like a, it's a monster a changeling. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up and terrifying. And like oh, yeah. that's something that they say that I they mean, do, what, and I yeah, wonder more what story they're trying to teach you. parents. Yeah, I don't know. What, like, I mean, something that means you haunt—that's always the scariest thing to me. I used to have, um, you know, dreams when you're a kid when it, you know someone would talk to you, and they'd be someone you know, but they're not really them. And my this is actually ties into the Irish thing perfectly. So now this is going to ruin it for if my mom actually does turn into a changeling. The changeling's going to know the secret. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was a kid, I used to have a password. My mom and I go, let's have a password yeah. that way in case someone looks like you, whether or not you, I'll know it's you because I have a password. And the password was Tura Lura Lura, which is an old Irish folk song. And I would say that password and she'd say it back and I go, okay, you are my mom. You're not like a, you know, a monster's trying to act like her or like a transformer or whatever. And uh, she still remembers that. She's going to love to hear this shit. She still remembers that passcode now. And luckily, so she hasn't changed yet. I haven't been replaced with a changeling. But I thought that was funny that it always ties in. That I was, I was worried about that as a kid. And we used an old Irish song to, uh, to make sure we're all on the same page here. I think you got to start the podcast off with that one because that is good info. That is high quality <laughs> stuff that we all want to know. That is the stuff I had that no we all, idea. That's why we listen to this stuff. <laughs> I had no idea the changeling stuff. part, but I was legitimately <laughs> worried that I was going to look at my mom's face and be like, you're an imposter, you know? Like, where's my mom? That kind of deal, which is insane. But, you know, kid, yeah, kid thoughts. possible. I get it. No, no, that's that's scary. I mean, I get it. I totally do. Luckily, um, she never forgot it. So is... I never got worried that she was, uh, you know, replaced with a changeling. She ever tease you at all? Tell no, you the no, wrong no. password. Yeah, I know. Just to watch what you. Yeah, do. I know. The thing is, she would tease me plenty of times, but she knew when I asked that it was like you got to say it right because I won't trust you again all day and maybe all week. Oh so yeah, she yeah, knew yeah. When it was time maybe to say that, she was like, "It's not. Too. Yeah, it's not time to joke. It's time to like be like, okay, that's the mm. thing." And I remember it. So she never, she never yeah. fucked with me. Luckily, because that yeah, would have a hard time torturing my kid with time. that one. 
Yeah, that would have got me good. <laughs> she could have really got me good with that. <laughs> you're, just playing, you're just playing GameCube in your room, and you're like, I cannot believe that this isn't even, like, this person's in my house. <laughs> I, I, probably, I probably would have ran out of the house. You had to go check. Why is this person in my house? Yeah, I would have yeah, ran out of home alone, screamed out. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been me. Yeah, that- I don't know. I mean, my family was really good at teasing me, but my mom was more than happy to make me feel like a, a secure, sweet little boy and be like, she wouldn't she wouldn't do that to me. Like, she's a, she's a darling. Yeah, but that would have been a tough great. one. No, I can't that say that. that, that same her. I give head. her a lot of credit because it would be very easy to have a real big laugh for a long time. Oh, yeah, it would have been great. I mean, any of my uncles, they would have. Driving... If they ever knew that, they would have fucking pulled that thing off. Yep, my forget head. about it. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, easy. that that would have been a thing forever. Yep. yep. <laughs> so so now, now so, I guess someone um, will so know about changeling. it the podcast. Yep. So they can fuck with me now, but I'm too old to worry about it now. But Yeah, so the changeling. Sorry, we were going to change it there. <laughs> So yeah, replace so, your yeah, baby they, with, with that's, a... that's something they could do. Pretty yeah. fucked up. Um, uh, yeah, and um, and the last thing is the the pots of golds that they have uh, is a some yes. sort of yeah. I mean, we've touched on it so briefly. Yeah, what do you got? So ubiquitous with leprechauns, but the biggest so thing, important. But right, the pot of gold. That's the. I mean, I heard different versions of the story, and like many of these old myths, it comes out different ways, but. I've heard versions where you catch them, they give you three wishes. Kind of sounds like a genie from from the Middle East, something like that. I've heard versions where you can they have to they have to tell you where their gold is, um, and then you can be rich from the pot of gold. Uh, strangely enough, usually when they depict a pot of gold, it's, it's uh, I guess you could call it a pot, but it's usually like a cauldron, like a big black cauldron, yeah, cast iron cauldron. Cauldron, yeah. yeah, yeah. I wouldn't really call it a pot mm-hmm. more than a cauldron, but they call it the pot, the pot mm-hmm. of gold. But yeah, that that's one of the ones that uh, is most prevalent is that if you catch a leprechaun which they're very hard to catch because they're very tricky and they're elusive and they're tiny and they know how to get away from you. And like you said, usually if you don't hear the sound of them working on shoes, it's hard to find them in the first place because they don't want to be found. They want to be solitary creatures. So if you can find one and catch them, you, you're, they can, you can force them to do what you want because they can't get away. So you can force them to tell you where their gold is. Um, but here's the thing about leprechauns. Like I said, they're very tricky. They're crafty and those wishes that you want granted or the pot of gold that you want, it kind of turns into a monkey's paw situation where the wish that you're getting is more of a curse than a blessing where they, they can twist your words and kind of spin things up. There's that old story of the, the monkey's paw where they, the guy finds the mummified monkey paw. And every time you make a wish, uh, one of the fingers goes mm. down, but all the wishes backfire on you the more that you take it. I mean, we've seen this story played over a hundred times in cartoons and movies and all that, but that is basically the idea of the leprechauns is that if you do catch them, you can't get the better of them because they're going to do all they can to twist your words and fuck you over. And uh, so that reminded me of one of the, um, my favorite leprechaun stories. Also the, the pot of gold being at the end of the rainbow. There's a lot of things, the le- leprechauns that kind of takes away from the hiding the, le- the gold. If it's just at the end of the rainbow, they're not hiding it at all. You can just go to the end of the rainbow. But the trick really is you can't find the end of the rainbow. There is no end of the rainbow. It's an optical illusion. So you can't, there is no end of it. There's actually a great video on YouTube of uh, people driving in a car and the girls filming the rainbow. And they're like, oh my God, we're about to come to the end of the rainbow. Oh my God, here we are. We're finally here. Oh, 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 we're almost there. We're almost at the end. And it goes for like five minutes and she keeps thinking they're going to get to the end of the rainbow and not realizing it's not <laughs> If you can see the rainbow, you can't see the end because it doesn't move. <laughs> it just stays right. There. In her defense, it did look like the closest I've ever seen anyone get to the end of a rainbow. Like it was almost to the ground. But unfortunately for her, they never got there. 
Uh, there is no end of the rainbow. It's a it's a really awesome thing that happens with uh, light refracting with rain and moisture but there's no end to it because it's completely an optical thing there's not a solid object it's one of those things that you think about all the time like as a kid even as an adult like you just like you're there and you look up at it and it like does mm -hmm. the whole thing you're like we're actually yeah. here yeah i mean it happens. looks like you could get to the end of it because from any given point um you can see like where the, the size of it and how big it is but it's the same thing as holding your finger in front of your face and then walking and hoping you get to the end of your finger you're never going to get there. It's, it's, a, it's a perspective in your mind where it's, it's only one foot away, but as long as you keep walking, it's the same thing. That's what a rainbow is um, as far as that goes. Uh, so rainbows are a lot of fun and, and they don't uh, have an end to them. But what I was going to say is that my favorite story about leprechauns is, um, you know, there's a hundred stories about people catching them or not catching them and things like that. And no one ever seems to get that pot of gold. And this one, this particular guy is walking out in the woods and he finds a leprechaun and he goes after him and he catches him unaware and he picks him up and he, and he looks at him and he demands, he goes, you have to tell me where the pot of gold is. I caught you. Them's the rules kind of thing. And the leprechaun's like, oh, you son of a mother. Uh, yeah, them's the rules. I'll tell you where my pot of gold is. And that's fine. And the thing about the leprechaun is once you catch them, they have to do what you say. That's like the rules of leprechauns. So they, they're hard to catch. But if you ever do catch them, they have to do what you say. But they use that leprechaun trickery. So the guy goes, where's the pot of gold? And he leads him to the tree and he goes, it's, it's hidden under this tree here. You have to dig it up. And the guy goes, all right, well, I'm going to go back and get my shovel so I can dig up the gold, but I'm, I'm, I'm smart you leprechaun. You think you're going to trick me? I'm going to tie a red string around this tree. And that way, when I come back into the woods, I'll be able to find the tree. I don't know this one to dig behind. And guess what? I know what you're thinking. As soon as I walk away, you're just going to untie the string. But here's the rules. You can't untie the string from this tree. That's the rules. And leprechaun goes, all right, you're the, you're the boss, okay? He puts the leprechaun down. He goes back to his house. He grabs the shovel, goes back into the woods, only to find every single tree in the woods now has a red string around it. <laughs> Such a great story. It's <laughs> a great he didn't untie story. The, he didn't untie the yeah, string. Yeah, no, he didn't. And he, yep. he did tell him where the gold mm -hmm. was, but unfortunately... The story ends with the guy digging up holes and, and driving himself crazy. He never finds the pot of gold. Oh, can't man, that's a gold. good one. No, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. And and on top of that too, is their the their number one goal is besides tricking you is to get away. So yeah, don't turn your back. Want to go back to don't, being alone. Yeah, just they want to get out of your your hands. They want to whatever it is. So if the, if you turn your back on them, like in the South Park episode, you can't turn your back on them. Look at you split. Can't do it. Yep. That's just the, thing. Like the, the guy, guy knew all the rules. He knew all the things about leprechauns, but he couldn't foresee that even uh, even if you think it, you're get it all figured out, and you got him in your clutches mm -hmm. as soon as you let him go. Yeah, you should have asked for like a giant spotlight at that tree. Only well, you'll see. There's always all different versions of it what you would have done, but I can't think of anything I would do that that it wouldn't turn on you. The giant spotlight on the tree. All right, now it's daytime. You know, you can't you can't see the spotlight. You can't find out what tree it is. There's always a tricky way around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if what if you like painted magic. that tree green and every other tree red? That that would be good, but it would take more. That's time a pretty than, good one. It would take more time than getting the shovel and just digging up the gold. No, 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 no. You tell him to do it because he had time to to tie a red string on every other tree. Yeah, yeah, but I don't so think it's he had time, time to tie a string. It's like could... magic, you know. It's like they can do magic on you. I right, would think the right. best way. Yeah, the best way. 
this is interesting to me because I think I was going to bring this up to you, how you would deal with leprechaun. Because I think the best way is to employ them with, like, if you make it part of them having skin in the game with <laughs> you, where you're like, you're going to help me dig it up. Or something like that. Like, we're going to both do it. Because as soon as you go, yeah. all right, yeah. I'm going to do it alone. As soon as you get, let them go, like you said, they're mm-hmm. they're gone. So you have to be like, um, I'm go- you have to tell me where the gold is, and you're going to help me dig it up. And then I'm going to split it with you or something like that. Well, you have to have them involved because I feel like any way you're trying to get the best of them, yeah. they fuck you over. And if there's a way where you can <clears throat> kind of like make them, um, if they fuck you over, they're fucking themselves over, you have to like tie themselves to you in some kind of way. That, that's the best thing I can come up with is like making them fuck themselves over with you rather than just separating yourself. But I couldn't think of a good way to do it. That's just the best I come up with. Yeah, no, I think that's the only way to do it is to be like, all right, we're going to do this together and you're yeah. going to grant me a wish of a shovel. <laughs> yeah, we're in this yeah, together. That's bro. what we're going to do. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Because yep. you're going to screw me over, you can screw yourself over. That's all you can do. Yep. yep. I don't know. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, do you have anything else about the, the, the mythical past of leprechauns before we go into mm-hmm. why they shed those red coats and started putting on the attire? Yeah, the modern. Woo, look at that. Um, uh, no, I, David Russell McAnally is all done in my book. So <laughs> she died of a fever and no Safe one could us. save her. And that's, that's what became of sweet Molly Malone. Her ghost wheels that barrow through streets broad and narrow, crying cockles and muscles alive, alive, oh. Alive, alive, oh. Alive, alive, oh. Crying cockles and muscles alive. Uh, the consistent messaging that I got throughout all the fables and stories about leprechauns is <laughs> the constant has changed and that's what I'm seeing with these guys is that the story has evolved over time over time um, and they eventually turned green and had this and I think a big part of and then they started drinking beer and all of a sudden there's these little angry redheaded guys drinking beer all the time yeah. see above oh we can't see above <laughs> see when Joe talks they look like that <laughs> drinking beer jewel 2021 one's got a jewel in his hand that's kind of yeah. what i see yeah, the However, one have a corn cob pipe um the one the modern leopard oh yeah dude corn cob pipes were those man corn well, cob pipes were good i know you know what i'm talking about in ireland but yeah but yeah smoking a corn cob pipe with that potato pipes yeah have you a yeah. potato cob pipe um potato cob pipe um, but one important thing that came up, and I don't have the actual reference to the book itself, but in the early 1900s, when um, <clears throat> uh, xenophobia means racism, right? Yeah, it's afraid of um, other races, yeah. AKA racism, yeah. got it. So um, uh, in the early 1900s, uh, that was a big problem for the Irish people, Irish immigrants in the United yeah. States. So I think in like somewhere around 1905, someone wrote a book about leprechauns to try to help the rest of the United States um, feel more comfortable with Irish immigrants. And the leprechaun was a big (laughs) part of that. Don't worry about us. If you catch us, we'll give you gold, but don't be so mad at Irish people. Yeah. Yeah. Like letting letting people know that there's culture, they have culture, they have other stuff, they have cool stories. Leprechauns were a part of that to try to like help, Irish people fit in and settle in better in places like New York. For sure. I mean, famously now, I mean, Irish, Irish people, like we said, there's more Irish people in America than there are in Ireland from, you know, genetically. But it's just because like anytime a new culture emigrates to any country, I would think, but especially in America in the past, it's like they're ostracized immediately. So there mm-hmm. was the initial Tree like shit. Of, you know, 
English and Scots were the first ones to come over there. And then when you get the German and Irish, they treated them like shit. And then you get Italians, treated them like shit. Then you get Eastern Europeans, treated them like shit. Chinese, treated them like shit. Uh, and then you start to get Hispanic cultures, treated them like shit. Like it's what happens every time. It's like it takes like a grace period of them being like, you're different mm-hmm. than us. We're going to shun you. And then you have to have all the shitty jobs and we don't take you seriously. And then we spread rumors about you. And then eventually, hopefully, I feel like you'll be able to be as ubiquitous with the culture that people can't really treat you as separate. Like people don't think of Irish people the same way they picture people who are from Mexico. They live in America, even though they're Mm -hmm. just as much immigrants as they are, but they've been around for 200 years now. Most of them are either, um, you know, drunks or police officers. So they're, they've definitely settled in to the environment. (laughs) (laughs) So now that they're, they're respectful. We can still talk shit about Irish people. They found their home. Yep. With good reason. But yeah, people don't picture like Irish people as like a segregated class in America. But when they first immigrated here, that, that was definitely the case. They, The reason why most Irish people became police officers is because one of the only jobs that you could get uh, when you were Irish back then. And there's still, you can look up pictures for so every new immigrant in America, but there still is pictures of signs that say, you know, Irish need not apply, much like you would say um, colored people need not apply in the 60s or shit like that. It's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Because you just figure Irish people now in America are just white people. So you just get to be considered white. You don't have to actually worry about the intricacies of what part of Europe you came from. But at the time, that was the idea. Yeah. And like, there's weird things like my grandmother, you know, married my grandfather, who's 100% Irish. And she's like, I married an Irishman. I'm like, what the fuck's an Irishman? Like, who says that stuff? You know, like, that's like one of those like sort of semi slang terms about someone. Um, so that's just like what it was like you're identified as that like that's what it was it wasn't like oh he's you know like a i don't know like he's from boston like oh you're a pole you're yeah yeah he's, he's an irishman exactly he's not he's not okay where he's, he's from alston he, he's an irishman his grandparents are irishmen and he's yeah. an irishman yes. mm-hmm. and he looks like an irishman yeah that's that's cool. yep. and uh i'm 100 percent sure that uh i want to say three meals a day but i consistently know for a fact that it was at least one meal a day there was potatoes mm-hmm. I mean, potatoes is a great food potatoes for, um, every and god damn day so that's good for surviving food yeah but yeah i mean and also irish um, you know it's more of like an idea of the culture of its own but famous for uh being good storytellers and leprechauns are just another one of those tales that um irish culture is telling yeah and helping us uh the, our ancestors fit in a little better mm-hmm. for some reason get in where you fit so that's the story of uh, that so far. So where are we at, Joe? Where do you want to take this? You want to take us to? Uh, yeah. So I was going to take it holiday with, that's coming yeah, with Tyus and with our, our holiday that this podcast is dropping for, which is St. Patrick's Day. One of my favorite holidays, mm. of course. That's why I have this whole costume for Leprechaun for that very day. And it seems to Always me, a great day. Joe, you want to tell us a story about that too? At one point? About St. Patrick's Day? Yeah. Just uh, some of the good stories you got from that about like wearing that at the restaurant, all sorts of cool shit. I don't want to interrupt you, but I, I think it's a great story. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so the reason why I have this um, is it, Jesus Christ with the pop-ups. Sorry. Computer. Uh, the reason why I have this costume <laughs> is that um, I was working at the 99 restaurants, and I talked to my manager at the time. one of the new managers. He was like the cool guy, young manager kind of deal. And I was talking about St. Patrick's Day. I was going to have to work that day. And most people have to work that day if you work at a restaurant because it's one of the busiest bar days of the year, and you can make a lot of money. Even though I've always been of the uh, ilk that I rather have the 
the holiday off and just celebrate it rather than make, oh, I can make mm. 50 extra dollars. Like, yeah, 50 extra bucks is nothing compared mm. to having St. Patrick's Day off. But luckily, when you work for the Blowing 99s, 180 on beer with your friends, yeah. Yeah, dude, exactly. <laughs> no, How do I make For real, money? though, that's a better... Yeah, I make I money the for the day like Earth, this yes. where I can yeah. spend it, right? I don't need it. Yeah. It's so weird to me when people want to cram on oh, New Year's Eve or when it's like, yeah, okay, cool. It sucks. Wouldn't you rather be celebrating it than making an extra couple bucks that day? You can make that any week. Anyways, so uh, I told him like I, I would buy a leprechaun outfit and I could dress up like a leprechaun because I already have the red hair and I'm basically most way, most of the way to a leprechaun already. You know, solitary, red beard, uh, alcoholism, uh, you know, <laughs> all the hits. <laughs> I'm pretty short. I'm five eight. <laughs> so I'm not much of a cobbler, but I, you know, I can work some leather. Uh, so yeah. So I told him I, I buy, leather, I, buy yeah. a, I buy a dress, a dress up as a leprechaun, and he and he goes like, if he, he took me seriously, he goes, if you do that, I'll give you five free meals. And I was like, you kidding me? I was five about, is no fucking joke. I mean, that's I mean, the thing. I mean, like, that's and, and, and free meals deal. means you can pick anything from prime rib, surf and turf. You better believe I got a surf and turf for one of those. I got the steak and lobster. Of course, it did. Yeah. it's a free meal. Why am I getting a cheeseburger? Getting five steak free lobster. steak and lobster meals, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I should have got five of those to get my money worth, but I just didn't feel like eating lobster five days in a row. But um, that was it. So yeah, this costume cost me forty bucks, probably like six bucks shipping. Got the five free meals. I went in there that day, all dressed up. He couldn't believe it, which I thought was so funny because it's a negotiation playing your hand. I was going to do it anyways, but then he told me five free meals and I said, done. That's why you don't play your hand too early. I was going to do it anyway. <laughs> you could have got it for free. Yeah, nope. yeah. <laughs> but instead, yep. he dared me to do it. And then I said, well, I'm going to do it. And you have to you have to follow through. And, and uh, respect to him, he did follow through on it. And yeah, I was telling Dylan, I you know, went around the restaurant and kids were taking pictures of me and stuff. And they're like, oh, it's a real leprechaun. Like, <laughs> I had to work my shift though. I, I couldn't just be Mickey Mouse at uh, Disney World. I still had to serve tables and do the whole thing, but I just happened to do it in a leprechaun costume the whole time. That's how I have this particular outfit. Yeah. It's awesome. But speaking it's, of St. Patrick's great. Day, I, from what I found, the reason why leprechauns wear green now is because of St. Patrick's Day and its association with Ireland. St. Patrick, Ooh. uh, a patron saint of mm -hmm. Ireland, so closely associated with Ireland. Uh, in history, he's accredited for this, but I'm sure it was multiple people beyond him. I mean, Ireland's a large country, even though it is just a small island. St. Patrick is accredited with bringing Christianity to the island of Ireland, where when I, growing up, I just bind in Christianity and Catholicism so closely with Ireland that I just figured Ireland's always been Catholic and that's just the way it is. But of course, it's a Roman Catholic, which means it took a lot of time for the religion to get there. We're talking about people uh, believing in Druidism, Celtic paganism, fairies, things like that. Those are where people were believing before Christianity uh, stuck its um, lovely fingers in there and started getting involved with that, which goes along with the tale it of St. Patrick. has been found at uh, America Stonehenge in Salem, New Hampshire, by the way. Uh, the Druids definitely were there. Right on. So <laughs> as mentioned in most Patrick, podcasts, we, 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 we talked about also in the past, the podcast <laughs> that St. Patrick was credited also with driving all the snakes out of Ireland. Like St. George mm -hmm. was killing all the dragons in England. Uh, one of those is much mm -hmm. cooler than the other one for sure. But um, it's mostly about him bringing Christianity. And one of the most famous things he brought Christianity to in Ireland was the idea of the Holy Trinity, which is part of Catholicism is that there's the father which is God, the Son, which is Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, which is, you know, a magical uh, extra ghost part of it. And 
in Catholicism, that God is all three of those things, and God is each of those things individually. So the way the story goes that St. Patrick taught people in Ireland that is that he picked up a, a clover, which most of them have three leaves. The lucky ones have four because genetically it's much more likely for a clover to have three leaves. So he held it up and he would show the people of Ireland, see how this is one clover, right? But there's definitely three distinct parts of it. But you wouldn't say that it's three different clovers. You'd say it's one clover with three parts, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And him holding up that clover is a symbol of St. Patrick and bringing Christianity. And that greenness, the Emerald Isle, as they call Ireland, is associated with that clover, which is associated with St. Patrick. And that's why on St. Patrick's Day, everyone wears green. Because Ireland's colors aren't just green. I mean, they have green on the flag, but, you know, depending on where you're from, you know, you could, you could red could be your color. I know Dublin's colors, the, the capital of Ireland, their colors are blue and gold. People in Dublin don't wear green to show Irish pride. They, sh they wear Dublin colors, blue and gold. But in other countries, it, it's Ireland, it's green. It's, it's all green. Look behind me. It's green everywhere. And I think that that's definitely why uh, leprechauns became associated with the color green. It's, it's to tie it in what you said. It's Irish culture. It's um, the shamrocks. It's St. Patrick. And you can't have leprechauns wearing red lobster tail coats with seven buttons and a three-cornered hat when you have St. Patrick in his green robe holding up the uh, the three-leaf clover there and showing people why it's green. And I think that's certainly why um, leprechauns are so closely tied together with St. Patrick's Day as a tradition that reaches outside of Ireland and why uh, green is the color and green's the getup. It's a beautiful story. So the earliest version of that story we actually have of St. Patrick was written down in 1726, which is some time after his death. So it's hard to say if it ever happened quite like that, that he, he used the, the clover to do it. Uh, we assume it is because the story is so prevalent, but it, we don't actually have any written record of it before 1726. Again, could be pastor word of mouth, could be in Irish or Gaelic. So it wasn't translated before then, but that's the earliest version we have. But I thought it was pretty fascinating now that um, St. Patrick's Day is such a ubiquitous holiday around the world that other countries celebrate it. Obviously, people in America celebrate it. Um, even if you're not from Irish descent, obviously, the, the holiday came along with uh, Irish immigrants. But people all over America celebrate Ireland. It's, they say on St. Patrick's Day, everybody's Irish. So you get out there and get a Guinness in you and it's all set. But I was surprised to find that they celebrate it in other countries in Europe. They celebrate in Russia. They celebrate in, in Japan. They celebrate no in Korea. Nice. Yeah. So now it actually is a worldwide Koreans love to drink, so it makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's basically what it is, right? It's more that, like, the idea <laughs> is it's fun. You dress up in a leprechaun, you go drink, and it, it's a fun celebration. I don't think a lot of people are going to, to, to I love a it. Catholic Mass on the Feast of St. Patrick and, you know, telling their sins. They're more like so. yep. going out and having a great time, which I think that – that's the true Irish nature of it. Go out there, play a couple of songs, mm -hmm. dance with your friends, tell some stories and go home. That's the true Ireland to me, uh, rather than the um, wake up at 7 a.m., get dressed up, go to mass, go home, uh, whip yourself in the back and hate yourself for being who you are. I don't, I don't know. I don't know much know what yeah. St. Patrick wanted, yeah. but I know what um, what Ireland wants and what, what the Irish feeling is. And uh, that, that storytelling, whimsical nature of Ireland is, is more... Uh, Go out with friends, make some memories together, and, and tell tales of, of times long past. You know, that's the spirit of St. Patrick's Day. Get in some trouble. Get in some trouble, of course. Makes for a good story.
get in some trouble. Eat, eat some, also, let's talk about the cuisine for a sure. second. Um, Irish famous think, for their cuisine. Honestly, some of the worst food in the world comes from Ireland. And world England. famous. Absolutely. But we're not talking mashed peas here. We're talking corned beef and cabbage and, yeah, um, and soda bread. And I love all three of those so much. I mean, corned beef is incredible. Soda bread, not everyone loves, but I do. It's a, just baking soda mixed with bread. It's great. Mm. And, and to you psychos out there, when there's raisins in it, it's even better. Um, oh my god it's <laughs> awful and uh, um and uh corned beef and cabbage is also awesome i mean this is See, all you have me there you have potatoes? I, I think soda bread they can take it i can take it or leave that but corned beef and cabbage and some boiled potatoes mm-mm. Mm. delicious mm-mm-mm. do love it. yummy yum yum yep i mean what else joe like what else did you eat there like because you've been there like what else what else is up uh shepherd's pie I had. just like the usual uh, uh fucking beef. love that sure yeah beef stew they, they use the guinness love beef stew beef. yeah um what are you saying their cuisine ain't good that sounds like the best most i know no, I, I mean don't get me wrong it, it's lovely. i mean you can you can go anywhere and get delicious food the best irish food is fucking delicious i'm not talking shit about the food as a whole but as a culture the cuisine is leaves much to be desired i mean you're if you're number one <laughs> it's, way it's, it's all great i them yeah, I mean, you shouldn't boil, <laughs> well, you shouldn't boil well, and, and potatoes. You cook them, but the Irish way to do it is yeah. the blandest, shittiest way possible. Yeah, their entire their entire cuisine is is a different shade of of gray and dark red. The whole thing, yeah, everything they eat. A, so, I mean, yeah, I, I, I know, can I get talk it. up I get Ireland it, all good. day. I, and this, the cuisine isn't uh, isn't their strong suit, but like you said, there's still deliciousness to be found. And corned beef and cabbage is top ranked among them. And isn't uh isn't aren't potatoes not even native to Ireland? We they they came from America when America was conquered, then they got brought back to Ireland. Ireland depended on potatoes and then got a famine from something they didn't even invent. Yeah, I, it's the same thing for uh for corn where I always figured they relied that, on it. I always figured that corn and potatoes just existed everywhere, but those are both if I'm not mistaken, they're both strictly American crops that they brought back to Europe. You know what? Another yeah. crop that they brought back to Europe from uh, the Americas. Speaking of cuisine, tomatoes, which means that Italy didn't have tomatoes until the Americas. You which shouldn't. Sounds me? insane to me, right? Yeah. Why Seriously? would I mean Italian food is so strictly tied with tomatoes that you would think there's no way, but Red. tomatoes and corn and potatoes did not exist in Europe until well into the uh, the most recent millennium. It's very strange, but yeah, that's the case. That's crazy. I, I knew the other parts. I didn't know about the, the tomato part. Yeah. That's really, really yeah, crazy. Yeah, so talking about so, the, the Incans of the Mayans, they were making all kinds of corn and tomato deliciousness well before uh, Italy mm-hmm. or Shepherd's Pie in England ever ever was ever created. That's it. Wow. See what happens when we the world works as one? We get things like Shepherd's yes, Pie. we can have all this delicious food all together. Yes. All together. Yes. So good. So yeah, that's all I got for tying into St. Patrick's so, Day, just to tie it into our uh, theme of the week. But that seems to be why it got all, um, why leprechauns became green because they're so closely tied with uh, the myths about Ireland and Irish culture. And then uh, green turns out to be the uh, the color of Ireland, even though it wasn't always. I should have always been though. I mean, that makes a, sense. I mean, as much as it's not a beautiful, it makes a lot of sense. It is green. It's green as hell. It's one of the most green places I've ever seen. 
yeah, I'm dying to go. It's on my list of things to do. Um, and uh, I mean, St. Patrick's Day, we didn't mention it, but we mentioned it briefly. I don't know if you can see this or put it somewhere, but Guinness, huge part of it. Having Sponge. something that comes from St. James Gate in Dublin, Ireland. Yum, yum, yum. Mm -hmm. And I'm at least three tall earlier. cans to do anything. Yeah, exactly. If you're someone who, Drinking if you're someone like us, <laughs> like just coming from it, coming from professionals, you need a few of them. <laughs> exactly. Usually, you think a stout's a little bit have a little bit more alcohol content, but yeah, no, he's right. So, so you drink a Guinness a little bit. Four point six. Stout. That's not going to do it. You yeah, have at least a four pack. Yeah, they had they had another one that was five point five or something, and I was like, that seems a little too. They're trying oh, that, to just that probably just tastes worse. Not. So I was like, I mean, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's like a bolder in a drier finish. So I was like, don't fuck with that. It is no, what no, it is. No. Yeah, for what it is, established in 1759. Don't just just leave it alone. You yeah, know? if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And Guinness also, getting, the, the true Irish like, way to drink a Guinness um, is not only to use the you know a glass and pour it out of the keg, but uh, I think we all know it. So you got to have a little sidecar, as we call it in America, which is a shot of Jameson on the side. That's how you get going. Yes, do a shot yeah, of JMO. That's how you get Guinness it. in you, and then you can have three or four pints of it. Now you're sailing. You're getting a shot of Jameson another way, and now you're you're getting drunk the Irish way. So that's the really way to do it. Yeah, I, well, a shot a shot of Jamo per Guinness. Yes, is is about a normal beer, and you're 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 rocking. Exactly, I mean, right. you're feeling yeah. great. Yeah, I it's wouldn't recommend only... it for everybody, but it but if you if you can get down with it, the Jameson and Guinness, it's a fun ride to go on, especially coming up next week, mm -hmm. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, good move, solid move. Skip the skip the dyed IPAs and go for a JMO and a Guinness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skip the fucking Bud Light with green food coloring in there and get a Guinness and a JMO sidecar. You're, you're gonna thank us later. Yeah, be a man or a woman and get it done. <laughs> exactly right. Cockles and muscles alive. I was gonna hop into. Uh, how we know leprechauns today i mean most people don't read these old storybooks or the history of saint patrick and we know it from uh, popular culture i mean leprechauns are everywhere in popular culture i thought we could rattle off a couple of those just to round out the podcast and uh take us on home does that sound good absolutely and i think i think a good way to segue into this one is that the first time we saw leprechauns in our lives was probably when we were kids and to go into popular culture, it's when you go to the furniture store when you're four years old and you come back and all the furniture is in a different room. And you go, what? What happened with that? And then there's a, a bag of chocolate gold. That's what my parents used to do. What the? We'd I was come home say, and then the all the like- What are you talking about? I've never heard of that before. <laughs> is that Easter? You're talking about it like it's so normal. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you're shitting on me, and you, you, and your mom have fucking Gaelic code words to make sure you guys are real people. Okay, you tell me I'm fucking crazy because I, because my parents used to put do tr play tricks on us on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> no, I love that. That's fucking wonderful. But I've never <laughs> heard of anyone doing that. You're like, I think Did we all know when we're kids when you they move all the furniture and then you have gold coins. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> never heard of that in my life. You, awesome. you and your mom are doing things like, like you guys both did acid when you're four years old. Like you're like, hey, I just gotta be sure <laughs> that you're a real human. We have a yeah, code yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. We have a code word in a different language that's based that's on our ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> <A> password. 
<laughs> and then I came home. We I remember one time we went to went to the furniture store and we came back and we had like the living room when you first walked in the door on the right, um, had yeah. um furniture in it and all the furniture was flipped upside down and everything from there was moved into a separate room and then under them was like those bags of candy gold. That's and we're like, Holy no, I've never shit. heard of that. That's amazing. I love it. Like, oh my God, they were here. Like the leprechauns did come. And then we get little gifts. <laughs> no, I never so had fun. a St. Patrick's Day where, where there was ever a, a, an idea of leprechauns showing up. I, I, Easter Bunny, yeah. Bring it back. Claus, yeah. Guys, Tooth Fairy, I yes. don't know where this came from, but this is a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Easter. it's cool. Cool. So right, we're back um, in action. Back in action. We're talking about we uh, St. Patrick's Day and leprechauns and pop. Yeah, I never heard about it. leprechauns showing up. I mean, as much as leprechauns are fun stories, my mom never tricked me that leprechauns existed. Unlike the Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny, and Santa Claus, those all existed and they changed my life in certain ways. But leprechauns never were part of St. Patrick's Day. It was like maybe they give you like uh, some chocolate coins or something as like a fun gift. But my mom never said like, oh, the leprechauns came and they bought us new furniture and flipped it upside down or whatever. I never heard that before. They didn't buy us anything. They were leprechauns didn't, uh, weren't generous with like that, but they, they would fuck up the whole house. Wow. Um, and then leave candy. Well, at least they left the candy. Specifically the gold coins, just the gold coins. Yeah. The, the chocolate coins where uh, you unwrap them and this chocolate. On the so inside. if you guys are out there, I'd do that. It's really, really fun. I mean, I have That's great cool. memories. From that. Yeah. Yeah. I like um, that. I, I like that. one. Yeah. So besides that, um, so popular culture. So last night I tried, I started to, I was like, all right, I got this. Mm-hmm. I rented Leprechaun 4 in space because I've seen Leprechaun 1. Oh boy, I got that on my list of pop culture for sure. I mean, it's called Leprechaun. It's called Leprechaun. It's called Leprechaun. And, and most of us have seen the original Leprechaun. It's almost like, it reminds me of Gremlins, only so much more scary. Like, yeah, so I, I was terrified of that when I first watched it as a kid. It was so scary, Leprechaun, yeah. I mean, in that in that movie, they depict the Leprechaun as more of like a monster and less of like a, you know, a, a whimsical fairy because he kills you because he wants all his gold back and he looks like a goblin and um yeah. you know in that movie two fun facts about that movie that i didn't have to look up i just i just already knew this shit first of all the guy who plays leprechaun his first movie he ever did he played wicket and the uh, return of the jedi the ewok who befriends princess leia and is like the main ewok of all of them the same guy he was a little kid in that suit became the adult who played the leprechaun and leprechaun his name is warwick davis it's wild sick. Yeah, he's played a lot of other parts. Really great, great fact. Um, And it was the first movie, Leprechaun was the first movie, I should say, of a very famous actress, Jennifer Anderson. The first movie she was ever in was the original Leprechaun. I know she's in it, but I didn't know that was her first movie. Yeah, and uh, folks, we'll put the picture up here, but absolute smoke show. I mean, she's still gorgeous right now, but in Leprechaun, it was like, you're going to be a star, kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's beautiful. So, um, so, uh, Three sequels later, they made Leprechaun in Space, and after, yeah. after Leprechaun in the Hood, after Leprechaun Two, after yeah other Leprechauns, and uh, I well yeah we we had Leprechaun One, Two, and Three, and then they started getting cute. We went in space, and then in the Hood, and then back to the Hood with the number the hood, two. Yeah. 
and so uh, how was leprechaun in space how far did you get through it before you had to shut I made it, it five minutes and i couldn't do it anymore <laughs> i mean <laughs> I couldn't do it the first one i would recommend checking out uh, if you're like a horror movie fan like dylan is and like i am too but um you probably don't have to watch the rest of them the rest of them are purely watch it on like campy shitty movie because you don't even have to get to the hood before they start getting terrible yeah and um well however um i think ice cube is in is in the first the hood one so i think ice t is in it i don't think ice cube is in it oh that changes it because that, different that's ice not nearly as funny as ice cube's a better actor um <laughs> well he's obviously in the are we there yet franchise which made him yes famous. as he's known for yeah exactly not friday um <laughs> not friday <laughs> yeah. are any of the other ones um <clears throat> But Triple X Two State of the Union. This and I still was like, "Fuck this movie! I can't do it." Like it was, it's just, it's it, honestly, guys. Just to say, it, it really is exactly the same quality as Iborgs. I mean, we love, <laughs> we love Iborgs here. On the it probably costs so much more money than Iborgs, but it is the same. It's so quality. funny, but it is, it's the same level of like Sharknado, Iborgs, Leprechaun mm-hmm. Four in space. It's all the same. <laughs> yeah there was a time period where like in the early 2000s where they tried to put everything in space to make it more scary like they put jason x is friday yeah. the 13th in space which is another thing like there's no reason for the leprechaun or jason to be in space but it was just it was like the cool thing to do at the time i don't know yeah why. yeah it's 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 very like starsh it's a, yeah like i think it's like uh yeah the turn of the millennium it's like men in black starship troopers that kind of idea like let's put it in space it's more exciting everyone will wear silver jumpsuits and that's sci-fi future terrible idea i mean just because alien can do it alien did it the right way you don't just get to jump on a spaceship and act like you're the movie alien it's not that easy of course because people don't really talk about leprechaun in space or in the hood or return to the hood which no one has seen that come on no one's no. seen Return to the Hood. Just no one's seen Return to the Hood. hood. Even if you did see In the Hood because Ice-T was in it, you're not going to return to the hood, number two. Exactly. So I'm glad you brought that up because that was at the end of my list. You have to bring up Leprechaun about Leprechauns. I mean, that's the, the pop culture depiction. But the first thing I had on my list is uh, Notre Dame University's mascot. The yeah. Notre Dame is Why called the Fighting Irish, and they have a Leprechaun, you know, putting up his dukes on uh, on all the merchandise and the things all like that, which it did make me think – uh, how much time until that uh, has to change their their um, they, until they have to change their mascot? I mean, I, I, everyone's cool with it, obviously, because Irish people aren't um, in a, a marginalized group right now. But it's like you're literally named it after. I mean, but what if you had the the New York City whining Italians? It'd be kind of weird still. <laughs> It's the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> they're, they're the fighting Irish. It's like, yeah, you know, those Irish, they, they, get, they get a little tipsy, they get a little angry, and they yeah, put they, up their dukes. They, 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 they fight. They're I not mean, tough, but, you know, they'll, they'll throw a couple fucking hands. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not actually serious, but they're probably never going to change the name. I just thought that was funny that they still have. I mean, they're changing well, names. Well, I hope from, they don't, you know, but we're in the type of culture name. where they do change this shit up. And that's yeah, like, that's what I mean. I mean, I, I, it makes sense to me that you change the name from the Washington Redskins, which is a super offensive name. Makes sense. Um, but the Fighting Irish, I think it's got some time to go, but people will find a reason. They'll yeah, find a reason. Change that one. Too. But name name one Irish guy from the 20s that didn't get in fights all the fucking time. Can't I name can't. one. Can't name one. Uh, my grandfather had a nose that was literally flat. Yeah, yeah. Not kidding. They already have, uh, you know, the all he did was get in fights. So. First blood vessels on their face from the drinking, and then you get a couple of scraps. Basically, we look like 
cherry tomatoes on, on top of our necks, you know, and get yeah. all stuff. This before, but this man, this man was born nineteen like twenty three, twenty four, mm-hmm. and all he did in the navy was go up and down the coast on the USS Chimango from Bangor to Florida, mm-hmm. and every time their boat docked, they would just get in fights and get back on the boat. That's the nature of the beast, the fighting Irish. His nose would show that, like, like it was just like all these different directions and flat because he just got his nose broken so many times. Yeah, it's awesome. Just how it goes. The next one I had as well. I thought you were gonna say when you said we all knew this from from being kids before you talked to me about this crazy furniture uh, gold coin thing. I didn't realize is that um, Lucky the Leprechaun. I knew you were going to say Lucky that. Lucky Charms. insulted because you said from kids, but what about us adults, Joe? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not. No, no. I'm saying that you said it. Lucky Charms every day. What about <laughs> yeah. us? I'm not <laughs> saying that you can't eat. A kid. <laughs> you can't eat a Lucky Charms as an adult. Is that you said, we all know leprechauns from being a kid. It's Lucky Charms. I mean, it's the cereals, the commercials are on. That's the leprechaun you see as a kid. Whether your parents get creative or not everyone knows lucky charms they're magically delicious there's hearts stars and horseshoes clovers and blue moons pots of gold and rainbows and marshmallows are you shaving marshmallow those are all the marshmallows they're all the shapes and the red balloons oh the red balloons the red balloons you got me good on that one. The red balloons. I didn't. Know I, I thought it'd be a knockout since, as you, you as an adult, still eat Lucky Charms, and I don't even like Lucky Charms, but I still know all the different shapes. I mean, I there. fucking look at them. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to look at them when you're eating them. They no, taste and, the same. And, you, know, you know, that's a hard, that's a trick question because you know what? Every couple of months they change up with a special, uh, the special marshmallow. Uh, well, I don't know those. I don't know the original lineup that original that rhymes. What year is the original lineup from? Do you know? I don't know. No, but uh, it, it's old enough that that was, I mean, their their catchphrase was that thing I just said. I didn't just memorize them. I only know it because okay. the commercial was always hearts, stars, and horseshoes, clovers, and blue moons. It was like, that was the thing. Um, that's why I know it. But I think that was interesting that they tied that into the leprechaun thing because they have, you know, things like horseshoes has to do with luck. Obviously, pots of gold, rainbows, easily leprechaun things. Mm-hmm. But the whole conceit of the commercial was that they're trying to get his lucky charms, much like the leprechaun. You have to catch him to get his prize. They had to try to catch Lucky the leprechaun to get the lucky charms, which it ties into the, the mythology of the leprechaun. Had to bring that up. Yeah. No, yeah, he's trying to steal his, mar- his marshmallows. So mm-hmm. well, a couple other facts about Lucky Charms as a huge Lucky Charms fan. Please. Um, uh, created in 1963. And before Lucky the leprechaun was called Le- Lucky the leprechaun, he was also known as Sir Charms. <laughs> in, in 1963 he wasn't even called, charms he was called lc leprechaun l.c as in lucky charms lucky charms leprechaun that's so much more boring than lucky or my favorite sir charms sir charms i like that one a lot he's been knighted yeah the only Charmed. knighted leprechaun um and uh an interesting fact about him two interesting facts the cereal was originally a frankenstein cereal which is um frankenberry no um but uh, the original frankenberry i guess you could say is because it was a bunch of different shit put in a bag so like all right we have we have basically like frosted cheerios and then we have circus peanuts Mm. let's combine them so it was this combination of circus peanuts and and like frosted cheerios that sounds terrible 
oat, well, it's an oat based. So it's basically just frosted Cheerios and circus peanuts. And then they changed the recipe, the marshmallows a little bit, but that's mm-hmm. pretty much what it is. I mean, it still is that today, right? It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's not circles, but it's frosted, you know, oats. And then, uh, yeah, the marshmallows in there. Yeah. And, and so that's exactly, and, it, and it's fucking great. And for a brief, weird moment in breakfast history, Lucky was impeached from mascot office. Did you know that? This is news to me. Please fill the people in. We're begging to know. And they're begging to know. In 1975, after two years, sorry, 12 years mm-hmm. of, a, of a good run with Lucky Charms, he sure. was impeached for some reason because General Mills wanted to test out Waldo the Wizard who is a forgetful sorcerer who misplaced his lucky charms in every commercial and used the catchphrase Ibble de Bibble delicious only in New England markets. And guess what? Didn't work out for Waldo the wizard. He's no longer the mascot. So spoiler alert, he sucks. His shot at a fucking pension i mean it it sounds pretty easy to just slap a mascot on cereal but you you build the brand you get the tricks rabbit right you got fruity pebbles you got the flintstones in there i mean there's some hard mascot captain crunch let's not forget the captain crunchitize me captain you know what i mean those are some big tony the tiger great you can't just slap willie the wizard what's his name waldo the wizard come on Waldo lucky the- charms it's got to be it's got to be lucky leprechaun and i'm glad he's back you know what I mean? yeah like who would want to have anything that honestly anything to do with waldo the wizard Waldo, yeah. the name's always a weird one but not in a good way wizard yeah, well there's already where's waldo the most famous waldo you're not going to outshine him by being a wizard and also just make waldo his own cereal that'll get canceled rather than taking it from lucky or sir charmed yep exactly and speaking of sir charm i mean mm. i know that 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 uh leprechauns are kind of dicks but yeah. You know who's even more of a dick, quite frankly? Who's that? Wizards. I've never met I've never like met a good wizard in a game that I didn't hate. Hmm. You know? These leprechauns are kind of like transparently assholes. Wizards always just seem to be so condescending. Sure. Wise. No, they always are. They really are. And then then if they use their magic against you, it's always such a fucked up magic that's like so hard to defend against. So yeah, but I, I really do think we should wizards. do a podcast on wizards, though. I know, I know I had that on the list for today's episode. I think we should do one on wizards because there's so many wizards and uh, there's so many different versions of them that I think it'd be worth looking into because I can think of a bunch of wizards that I love and a bunch of wizards that I also got fucked over with, like you said, who use their magic in cursed ways that screw you over. And condescending is definitely a part of being a, a wizard because, you know, hundreds of years of arcane knowledge and magic kind of makes other people when they talk to you they, they feel like they're stupid and then you act like an asshole to them because you think you're better than them yeah it's definitely a wizard in the to do. 21st century really circled back into wizards and mm. made the ultimate condescending wizard of all time which is the help wizard on anything on your laptop oh yeah fucking always an asshole who tells you yeah. i ever started your computer i thought you were gonna say what? harry potter oh, because God. the 21st century wizard definitely is harry potter yeah a little um, he's a little more personable but the help wizard yeah the help wizard yeah the setup Christ, wizard. fucking hate that asshole yeah. so anyway so that's lucky charms you can go um, fuck that's a popular culture uh yeah, besides I had I had one other one which is uh, the Disney Channel original movie. I don't know if you remember it, but uh, oh, yes, I do. The Luck I of the Irish movie with him in it. Yeah, the Luck of the Irish. So that's a story about a kid who finds out that he has leprechauns in his family tree. In fact, his grandfather is a leprechaun, and much like Teen Wolf or other coming of age tales, he learns that he's becoming a leprechaun, 
and he becomes much worse at basketball as he shrinks down, his hair turns orange. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I haven't seen it since it came out, but I have a distinct memory of of, of that movie, Luck of the Irish. And the guy who plays his grandfather is the same guy who plays the Nazi in uh, Blues Brothers, who's chasing down the Blues Brothers, which I thought is great because he looks exactly the same. He's also in a movie I just watched too. Um, uh, he's a big time actor. He's in a ton of shit. Velvet. It was. Uh, it was something weird. Yeah, he's a he's a serious actor, and you see him and you're like, hey, that's the guy from. The- I've only seen him in yeah, Luck of the Irish and Blues Brothers, but he's been in a ton of stuff. But yeah, that movie was good. Luck of the Irish. I, I, at some point, I imagine he turns back to his regular self, but not before learning a lesson about becoming a leprechaun. I'm sure. I forget it's been 20 years since I've seen it, but mm-hmm. that is definitely. But you know, the formula of Disney Channel original movies is pretty much the same thing. Absolutely. But yeah, of course, he's playing basketball. So immediately, and you're shorter, you're not as good at it. It's great. And then there's one last one, which I'm going to put the video up in the podcast because it's my favorite Leprechaun video of all time. It's a new story. This is old YouTube. This is maybe two, three years into YouTube being famous. And if I can find the original video, it must have millions of views. It's a new story about a, a, a neighborhood that uh, claims there's a leprechaun living in a tree and there's a particular tree and the news camera and the, they come there and they interview the people and the whole crowd is losing their minds laughing. They're all like, there's a leprechaun in that dead tree. And the guy goes, anyone here seen a leprechaun say, hell yeah. And everyone goes, hell yeah. And he looks at the camera and he smiles so, so satisfied. And they go, here's an artist's depiction of, of what they saw. It's literally like a U shape two circles and a hat and they're like that's a leprechaun (laughs) well just in time for saint patrick's day crowds are coming by the dozens to get an up close view at what some say is a piece of irish folklore (laughs) the news story To me, it look like a leprechaun to me. I gotta do look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah. <laughs> if you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. Oh. This amateur sketch <laughs> resembles what many of you say the leprechaun looks like. He's strapped. He's ready to kill the leprechaun. Best on man. This guy dove into the red track and says he's prepared for his encounter with the leprechaun. He's suited up from head to toe. He's gonna kill the leprechaun. He got. He's all suited up. Years ago, from my great great grandfather who was Irish, <laughs> I just came to help out. Others just came to get lucky in hopes of. His, his ancestors were Irish, so they have a leprechaun flu. I'm gonna run a backhoe and uproot that tree. I wanna know where to go. I want to where to go. go that. Where to go that. I want to go. This is Brian Johnson, NBC 15. I mean, come on. Isn't that just, a, that's just great? Every part of the video is, fa- I mean, 2.6 million views. It deserves more than that, in my my opinion. I oh, love absolutely. that video. Absolutely. And then he used to say, jokes on fucking us, man. I mean, based off of our, our protocol for sightings. 
got a lot of people. It's a lot of witnesses. Unless, <laughs> unless one person saw one thing they thought they saw and then brought everyone else there to go see it. I don't know. Well, well that's almost certainly what it is, right? And they even said, well, as, as soon as you shine a flashlight, it disappears. Like, imagine that. As soon as you try to look at it, it goes away. Who would have guessed that? And then the art, the artist depiction, they, they, they even, they even say it's amateur depiction. Like we don't know it's a fucking amateur. It's a fight. It's like two shapes. Well, my favorite is they're like, people take out their, their, their recorders, their binoculars, and sometimes even their smartphones. <laughs> Ooh, smartphone. That's a new thing. Yeah. Everyone has camcorder. Yeah. I love how the guy had, I forgot that he had the flute that was passed down for generations yep. um, because he's prepared for his encounter with the leprechaun in case the leprechaun what, tries to kill him, I guess. He was strapped. Wait, Bulletproof vest. It looks like a galvanized pipe with a couple holes in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you talking about? That's an, that's an old Irish flute passed down for generations. That's great. So, yeah. That's all I got to say about leprechauns. <laughs> I love them. They're great. Well, that's all I got for leprechauns. Besides, I think everybody should get back more into leprechauns. Agreed. Enjoy your drinks on St. Patrick's Day. And we'll see you guys next week for a special... Um, we're gonna call this a uh, special travel episode of the Dylan Joe Basement Podcast. Absolutely, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna be uh, headed down south. I'm um, going down to Florida, and we're gonna have a a topic that is near and dear to the Atlantic uh, coast of Florida and that area in general. Not to spoil it, but. We're going to be doing a uh, travel episode, like Dylan said. I'm going to be down uh, outside of Orlando for the next episode, so we'll be looking forward to that. We got special permission to have a, uh, a field trip mm -hmm. from our producers. That's right. To go investigate certain phenomenon that happens around, that does happen. Yeah. I'm going to be putting boots on the ground. I'm doing some field reporting. I'm going to go out there and see what I can't find out. I'm going to report back to you folks, and we're going to talk about it because we're tired uh, of just hearing things that we haven't experienced so we're that's right kind of one of our own down to go find out for ourselves what it's high time you know what i mean yeah it's high time we go out and do our own reporting rather than just uh call me the internet for ideas because uh we get some first-hand info so i'm gonna get down there i'm gonna ask some people who are experts on the subject and hopefully yeah, dylan can corroborate um being an aviation uh, somewhat of an aviation aficionado that he is and we'll try to put those ideas together that we can't figure out. So look forward to next week. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. If you haven't uh, watched the podcast yet, watch it before St. Patty's Day or watch it with us. And uh, slanch it to all those folks out there enjoying themselves. And, and have, have a great goddamn week. At the very least, just throw it. You know, if you guys are all having dinner at your big table or whatever it is, just throw it on the TV. Sometimes in Christmas, sure. put the big fireplace on, put the D&J BP on yeah. Patty's day, just have us up there. Listen to the we sultry torrents, the tones of our voice. Family members do, so <laughs> yeah. talk as much. Yeah, and you can you can you either agree with us and have a topic of conversation, or you can all team up against us and all make fun of us on the TV. It, we, we don't care that. either way. And make sure if you make fun of us to record it and make sure you comment, please. We would love to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, comment, share, follow, request, join us. Give us money, whatever you want to do. Make a raise down. That's the Dylan Joe Basic Podcast, guys. In Dublin's we'll fair city where girls trip. are so pretty. I once met a girl care, named folks. Sweet Ciao. Molly Malone. She rolled her wheelbarrow through streets broad and narrow, crying cockles and muscles. Go to the beach. It was nice oh, Irish. Go to the beach. I was talking about. Glorious. <laughs> <laughs>
exactly. A Take nice, off your sunny, sandals and freeze warm. your ass off at an Irish beach. <laughs> yeah. I yep. can't think of a worse place to go you know uh, beaching than Ireland, really. Well, yeah, we, we, had, we had Leprechaun 1, 2, and 3. And then they started getting cute. They went in space and then in the hood and then back to the hood with the number 2. So how was Leprechaun in space? How far did you get through it? <laughs> are one of those they're usually depicted as tiny old men rather than uh, women they're almost always male leprechauns i couldn't find i've never i've never seen a girl leprechaun. yeah i would want to <laughs> everyone needs someone to love man be out there. yeah but a, a huge part of leprechauns is that they're, they're hermits and they're, they're kind of a grouchy old crotchety men i mean they don't have wives they don't they don't have a lot of friends. They just kind of live in the woods by themselves. And that's kind of their deal. Like any old Irish man should be angry and live alone and hate the world. <laughs> it's a very Irish thing, leprechauns. It is, it's a very Irish thing to do. <laughs> it is, isn't it? To me, it look like a leprechaun to me. I got to do look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? Yeah! yeah!